When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. The solar panels work in winter. Solar energy output in Australia throughout winter is surprisingly high in some cities. You can learn more about better solar energy at B-Solar. Visit b.solar to learn more. GLG Greenlife Group, leaders in property services and open space management at glgcorp.com. Welcome to the First Serve, your home of tennis. A big hello and welcome. Brett Phillips with you again for another week covering the world of tennis as always, the invitation is there to join me. one 736 736 If you dial that number tonight, you'll get through. We'll have a chat in and around our great guests to come. The Tennis Direct text is also available, 0433981116. Tennis Direct, of course, Australia's favourite online tennis store. Fast delivery, great prices, free delivery on orders over $150. You can shop or you listen tonight, tennisdirect.com.au. Use that promo code FIRSTSERV10 and get that nice 10% discount. On the B Solar menu tonight, your calls, John Pierce. What a weekend for Pearsy and Indian Wells. Storm Sanders will also be a feature guest. Plenty of tennis news around, the latest as I know it. Read the Australian Summer of Tennis. You can weigh in one 736 736 or on the text 0433 Or when does, when does doubles actually get put first? Or well, tonight, that is exactly where we are starting. 33-year-old Aussie John Pearce added to his impressive career resume over the weekend, winning one of the most sought-after trophies in tennis. It is my absolute pleasure and honour to present this trophy to John and Philip, our champions for the 2021 BNP Paribas Open Men's Doubles. I would like to thank to my partner uh, who helped me once again to, to just uh, get through the match. Thanks Johnny for uh, being the unbelievable mate and uh, I'm really happy and really enjoying to play with you. The voice of Slovakia's Filip Palasic uh, teaming up with our very own John Piers to win Indian Wells for the very first time. Now, this pairing playing in just their sixth tournament together, what a run it's been since the US Open, where they made the semis, they backed it up at the ATP 250 in San Diego, made the final there, and now winning Indian Wells. It's not a bad resume for John Piers, who's going to kick us off tonight. A fourth ATP Masters 1000 title, a 25th career title overall. He's a Grand Slam champion, of course, at the Australian Open back in 2017. He's a two-time winner, two-time back-to-back winner of the ATP Tour Finals, a career-high ranking of two in the world. It's a damn good record that kicks off our show this week. And I did manage to grab a chat with John in the desert yesterday post his great win with Philip Palaszczuk. 
Yeah, it's always a great one to get. I mean, we always love coming back to the desert and uh, it's always always a really strong and tough draw and to be able to say now I've won it is something really special. You guys have been developing fantastically right through the US swing leading into the US Open. Great run there. I mean, this has been a very different year for you in a lot of ways. I mean, you've been so used to having a regular doubles partner all year round. Obviously, the COVID period's been tough on the logistics of tennis over the last 18 months. And then this year, you had a, a number of different partners. You and Philippe came together. And really, you've just got better and better each tournament you played. Yeah, no, it's been, yeah, certainly a year that I haven't been used to. I've been lucky enough to have consistent partners for a very long period of time. And this year, was a couple of curveballs thrown at me. But at the end of the day, we've, Philip and I have just been continually working on what we need to do as a team and what the way we need to go about things. And I think... The more time we're spending with each other has been a really good thing. And I think now the results are starting to come, which is good. And we've got a lot of trust and confidence in what we can bring it on any given day. And it's nice to be able to see the results coming so quickly. How does this partnership sort of compare? I mean, you're also at a different stage of your career than when you were with Henry and you know, Jamie and going back you know, to when you had your early double success. And here you've got two guys who came together this year who have, both got a lot of experience on tour with other partners and then trying to make that work. I mean, just the, the differences of this partnership compared to the the others that you've had. Yeah, no, it's in essence different, but also you still got to give it a chance for the team to bond and gel together. It's never easy to win straight off the bat and get strong results. I mean, you can get lucky and do it, obviously, but at the end of the day, majority don't have don't see the really strong successes straight away in their first event they play. So developing a partnership takes time whether you like it or not. And for us to be able to do it pretty quickly the way we've done it is a fantastic achievement for both of us, but also exciting looking forward. I remember being at the Australian Open when Palaszczuk broke through and, you know, he was he was pretty emotional that day because he'd been away from his family for some time. He had never won a major. What sort of guy is he compared to your other partners? I mean, you obviously need that great synergy on court, but you also need to have a bond off court of sorts, even though you're, you're separate, you're individual, you're traveling, but you need to have that that great chemistry. How does, how does he compare? I mean, he seems like just a ripping fella. Yeah, no, 100%. Each, he's a great guy and uh, each person is individual and he, uh, he takes it in his stride, loves the big moments, and it's been great to be able to partner with him and just sort of sort of both gel so well. He's at a very similar stage of his life with two young girls like myself. So there's so many similarities in terms of what we're going through, what, what we've been through. So it's really good to be able to be relatable and also just sort of enjoy the process and enjoy the time together. I mean, we both brought our families here to Indian Wells and San Diego. So to be able to actually do that was a fantastic for both of us and upwards going forward, fingers crossed, and uh, keep developing what we've started. And just your thoughts on on the final today up against, you know, two guys who obviously predominantly played singles and do well, but they've also both played a fair bit of doubles across the journey, but don't specialise in it like you guys do. How did, how did you see the final? These guys are really, really good ball strikers and hit it clean. And I mean, at the end of the day, when they get hot through any period of time, it's tough to stop them. So for us to be able to get through and win is straight and have a couple of hiccups, but also stay at it was really, I think, a testament to the way we just were resilient today and just sort of stayed at it and stick to what we did. I mean, at the end of the day, 
day we did well to break. Great start, got three love up really quickly and then continued to hold through that set, which was fantastic. And then got up pretty early the start of the second, which was good and kept momentum going our way. But then they lit it up on returns and that's what can happen when you give these guys a half chance and they took it. And for us to be able to stay tough and then win in two straight sets was fantastic. And I think it showed how good a team bond we've got going right now. I mean, John, when you got to world number two and you won the tour finals and, and then we've seen since that period there's been so many good doubles teams emerge I mean the competition has been really really uh, deep and we've seen a number of pairings sort of rotate up in the, the top echelon in terms of the rankings it, it's a good doubles crew out there isn't it on tour week to week we know you, know, you beat Ekic and Pavic who have had an unbelievable year together teaming up for the first time you took their scalp at Indian Wells how does this sort of era of men's doubles tennis compare to your you know long time in the game yeah no I think we're at a stage where there's so many teams that are so close to each other and at the end of the day it's coming down to a few points here and there I mean Mech Pavic has been the standout team this year with so many titles they won I think it was eight they've won this year so to be able to beat them this year was fantastic and be able to take the Masters here at Indian Wells was great but I think at the end of the day it just shows how deep the level of tennis is I mean you look at the draw here at Indian Wells was was nails all the way through there wasn't an easy easy match at all I mean you look through the draw you got the top singles guys top doubles guys playing it's what you want to see and it's exciting going forward and I think it also creates opportunities if you can try and get on the right side of it and start getting on a little bit of a streak and stay stay resilient and stay composed through these moments you can actually sort of hopefully be on the right side of a good period of time and I know you made comment in the presentation today about the Indian Wells crowd you know sticking around Saturday night that had a big day of tennis a couple of men's semis the women's final a doubles final earlier in the day and great for you guys to have that sort of crowd that atmosphere and it, we, we, we continue to discuss you know, on this show from time to time about doubles and where it should be placed and everyone who knows their tennis appreciates how good you guys are and it's an ongoing debate isn't it about where doubles should be placed but certainly at a tournament like Indian Wells uh, they, they know their tennis and really appreciated what you guys delivered Yeah no it's fantastic we always get great crowds here at Indian Wells I mean I think this year was slightly down just due to the change of timing of the year where they normally have it but I mean every year we come to Indian Wells doesn't matter what court you play on it's it's packed. I mean, you even get the stadium courts where you got to can be actually a full house as well and more so than singles as well here. But no, it's great going forward. And I think the more times we can get exposure playing the top singles guys is always good for doubles guys. And the more times we can build off that and continue to grow the game, it's good for everyone. I mean, majority of people back home clubs and together they play doubles more often than not so I think the more times that the exposure can get out there it's great and it's always great to be able to play in front of a good crowd Well said you've been away for obviously a little while I mean the Aussies we've been speaking to a number of the Aussies the last few weeks and some have decided to come home others are staying on the road and then trying to work out how they're going to get home how are you placed obviously you've got your family with you and there's a bit still to play out of this season before you think about getting back down under Yeah no exactly I mean I was lucky enough to be able to get this family out and so I saw them in London as soon as US Open was done and they've come to San Diego Indian Wells with me now and we'll head back to London after here and I'll come in and out of London to be able to spend more time with them which is really lucky for me I know a lot so many people back home are struggling and doing it tough so to be able to get the family back together was amazing and it's something that I was really lucky to be able to, be able to do getting home yeah we'll see what the next few weeks unfold with uh, hopefully more restrictions like what New South Wales have started to introduce which is fantastic to see Australia looking to open up and we 
can get more vaxxed and going forward. I mean, we've got to start to look forward, I think, post-COVID rather than just stuck in just trying to get through it. And I think the more times we can get any large sporting events going forward, it's a great thing. I mean, we saw how big the AFL was in WA. It was the first time out of Melbourne for so long. Hopefully we can get Aussie Open going and it just gives us sort of everyone a step forward. We've got the Ashes for the summer and then hopefully build into the Grand Prix. And I hope that'll put Australia back on the map going forward and everyone happy more about things rather than the way we are at the moment. Yeah, I think there's some good signs certainly here with the vaccination rates at the moment. We received some good news from our esteemed Premier Johnny today, Daniel Andrews. <laughs> good to hear. Yeah, Victoria in a week's time is going to be in a much better nick. So people just got to keep going to get vaccinated. Just one final one, just on that. I mean, there's a lot of discussion certainly with how it's going to look here in Melbourne and if there's going to be lead-ups outside of Melbourne with, you know, one dose, two dose, those getting vaccinated. What's your understanding, just the bigger picture of the tour, of how many are vaccinated? Because obviously the tours will be pretty keen to up the ante on that. Yeah, no, I'm not sure what the exact figure is, but I think the tour is going the right direction. I think we're above, I think if you look across singles and doubles, I think it's actually closer to 70% already. So I think the more times we can get everyone on board, the better it is for the game. And at the end of the day, it's out of my control and a lot of people's control whether people get vaccinated or not. And it's their decision. But I think the more times we can just get things going forward and whatever it takes, at the end of the day, we've got to do it. Yeah, great to catch up with uh, John Pears. Uh, it was late on a Saturday night after he'd won in uh, Indian Wells. He was just putting the kids to sleep. He's got his uh, lovely wife there and, and family, and he'll head back to uh, London, as he mentioned. Davis Cup, still some other tournaments to come before John contemplates coming back to Australia. He's back to 13 in the world in doubles. And great to chat to uh, Piersy tonight. All thanks to Wilson. He does uh, possess the Wilson uh, record. Wilson Sporting Goods, whose vision is for a better world through sport with uh, tennis back on, particularly here in Melbourne. Uh, head over to au.wilson.com to access all Wilson products to get back out on court. And for you, the great First Serve listeners, uh, you can, of course, uh, use First Serve 15, First Serve 1.5 to receive 15% off your order. So Wilson creating products for you to live like an athlete. And stay tuned for a special Wilson uh, giveaway uh, coming up. We'll recap the two singles finals played uh, later in the show. A couple of beauties, Paula Bedosa and Cam Norrie winning earlier today. Learn more about better solar energy at B Solar. No more expensive electricity bills, trusted guaranteed savings, free yearly checkups. Uh, talk with a B Solar advisor. Search for B Solar or visit B.Solar to learn more. Make sure you check out our website any day when you uh, waking up for your tennis fix, thefirstserve.com.au. Some great feature pieces going up by our team over the weekend and today and right across our social channels. We're covering the Aussies day in, day out, whatever level, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, which is the best way to get your tennis dose. Up next, Storm Sanders. Better solar, better batteries, better energy. With B-Solar, you'll never have to pay another expensive electricity bill. Talk with a B-Solar advisor. Visit b.solar to learn more. GLG Greenlight Group, leaders in property services and open space management. And glgcorp.com, the first serve, your home of tennis. Always a pleasure to talk the world of tennis with you on a Monday night live around Australia. Great to have your company. one 736 Storm Sanders in just a moment, but uh, Billy in Ascot Vale is with us. Billy, good evening. Yeah, good evening, BP. How are you going? Going well, thank you. That's good, BP. Just two quick questions. Um, I'm only a recent tennis follower, but getting really into it. The Indian Wells tournament, is that one of the biggest tournaments after a Grand Slam? And secondly, uh, I watched the Badosa match. 
she, gee, she reminded me with that outfit and the way she played exactly like an older Emma Rana can do. But um, I just wanted your opinion, but gee, she looked exactly like her, even the way she played. And I was very impressed with her game uh, this morning with her as a ranker. And um, I don't know what her ranking is, but I reckon she's possibly breaking into top 10 soon with that type of play. Well, look, uh, I can tell you she's had an outstanding year. She's gone from 70 in the world to world number 13. And uh, we'll talk more about Paula Bardosa a little bit later on in the show and her uh, backstory. And I forgot the question that you uh, said at the start. Indian Wells, yes. Indian Wells absolutely regarded as the, the biggest uh, tournament outside the four majors. That's one you certainly want to have on the resume. For a while there, Miami maybe had the bigger credentials of... Uh, the Sunshine Swing, which is normally back-to-back in March, but obviously in October, Indian Wells is a, well, they'd hope is a one-off if the world's back to normal uh, next year. Uh, but Indian Wells in the desert, uh, Masters 1000, WTA 1000, it's a huge event to win uh, for uh, prize money, for considerable points that elevate you up the tennis ladder. So, yeah, And it's in the most stunning location, let me tell you. It is beautiful. I'm back there. I'll tell you what, I'm on a plane. As soon as I can book a ticket to get back to Indian Wells next year, I am there. Let's welcome in our special guest tonight. I had a tough match, but I was able to, yeah, find a way and qualify. And it was amazing. Like, it's the coolest experience. That's my advantage that, like, not many girls know me because I'm still, you know, I'm ranked 150, 160. So, I, you know, I went out there and tried to be super aggressive. And I was disappointed because I thought I could have won that first set. And she's a quality opponent. Like, she figured me out pretty quickly and started making me play a lot more balls. And it was still an amazing experience. And also to have fans here, it's the first time for, like, from a long time that we've had support. And I think it was just crazy that everyone's cheering and every point so that was also like a lot of fun well that was the voice of storm sanders chatting to our man on the ground josh gabalich at this year's french open where she qualified for the first time reflecting on playing a top 20 player of course elise mertens from belgium in that opening round of roland garros Storm's singles ranking this year has gone from 282 to 124 a breakout single season lots to pull apart there also in doubles a wimbledon semi-final a u.s open quarter final and being an olympian and making it to the quarterfinals. Post the US Open, she returned to Australia, to Melbourne, where she is tonight. Let's have a chat to Storm Sanders. Thanks to Yonex celebrating 75 years performance product crafted in Japan. Check out their latest range at yonex.com. Storm, it's uh, great to have you on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, we, uh, we would, would have loved to have had you in, but, I mean, these are the, the times we're in at the moment, and your tennis season is not done just yet but you you did decide to come uh, back to Australia we're seeing all the Australians sort of take a different approach there to some are coming back and ending their season some are continuing to play you've had an unbelievable year the decision to just come back and just spend some time in Australia take us through the thought process behind that yeah, so, um, you know, when I um, got to US Open, I obviously had some amazing experiences with Wimbledon and, and the Olympics. And, and to be honest, after the Olympics, I was, I was pretty fried uh, yep. mentally and physically. I think just, you know, I had a really, really good year up to that moment. And having Wimbledon and Olympics and two, you know, really special experiences so close um, together in time, I think I just completely was cooked after that so I kind of started thinking about oh you know if there there is an option to come home obviously with the 14-day hotel quarantine it makes it very tricky to find time in the season to fit that in and plus kind of feel like you're back to kind of your back to where you were really um 
But yeah, basically just before US Open, I decided that I would make the decision to come home and kind of skip those uh, few events and skip Indian Wells. And at that stage, mm-hmm. um, you know, they hadn't announced the Billie Jean King Cup team yet. So I kind of decided if I was selected that I would, yeah, come go back to Europe and play that. But if not, um, I'll have obviously a more extended uh, period of time at home and, and get ready for the Aussie summer. But um, yeah, I got selected. So I'm heading off next week, next Tuesday. Yep. So I've been home, I think, three or four weeks now, um, which, yeah, it, it's been the best decision. I just needed to come home, obviously. Being on the road for that long, it was it was pretty tough going, um, yeah, playing week in, week out. And I just needed a break. And, I mean, I hadn't seen my fiancé for yeah. seven months. So, you know, it was definitely time to come home. I think, Storm, anyone can understand that of the Australian players. You know, we spoke to John Millman a few weeks ago. And, you know, you, you know John, he's a great character. And he's, he's feeling the pinch. He hasn't been... Uh, back home, what, since January this year when he left Brisbane. I spoke to Max Purcell last week. He was doing the quarantining in Adelaide. He wanted to get back, reset. Uh, you know, John Pierce, who I had on uh, just a few moments ago, is going to go a bit longer. So, yeah, it's probably it's tougher on the Aussies more than anyone else. I mean, you play, obviously, a lot of doubles with other international players. I mean, they must admire the Australian Storm with the amount of distance that, you know, the Aussie tennis players cover. Yeah, definitely. I think um, this year was, was has been really tough for the Aussies, but in some ways it's been you know a really cool experience that all the players have kind of been sticking together and checking in on each other and mm. kind of making sure that we're all okay and and you know we all kind of understand exactly what we're going through. Um, all the Australian players. So in some ways it was really nice to kind of feel like we're kind of in it together and that no one else kind of gets it except for us and we kind of feel like a bit more of a team. Um, you know, so if we could go out and watch matches, uh, especially when there was also no fans and we we're still playing kind of in that bubble environment, I felt like it was really good to see, you know, Aussies getting out there and trying to support each other and whatnot. But also the international players, like a lot of players would offer, you know, where they train or, or their homes if we needed somewhere to stay because obviously at times we almost kind of felt like we were stranded when there were one or two weeks where you kind of need to go somewhere to train. I was like, oh, where do I go? Yeah. <laughs> you know, these are the weeks that usually I'd go back to, Australia and kind of have that time to reset, see family and kind of just be at home and then go away again. Um, but yeah, to have those weeks where you kind of didn't have anything on, they were probably, yeah, probably the toughest because you kind of, you would start thinking about home and, and, you know, you're not in your normal, I guess, training environment. Storm, I think everyone who knows their tennis would agree that if you could get a good run at it, we would see your ranking really start to elevate. And this year you've had a great run at it. I mean, you've had your ups and downs like all tennis players go through. You've had some tough uh, periods with injury and being off the tour and that no doubt tests resilience. And I can't believe you're 27. I feel like you're still 22, 23. So the years do go. uh, (laughs) I wish. (laughs) The years, I wait to get to my vintage. Uh, The the years go uh, pretty quickly. This year, what, what has it done for you as a tennis player in terms of the confidence that I can actually really compete at this level? I mean, if I just break down a few moments through the year, go back to Adelaide, you come from qualifying into a quarterfinal. Isla Tomjanovic, she's had a terrific year. You beat Putintseva, very, very good player. Uh, Perry was top 100 as well. What did Adelaide do? It's just a bit of a launching pad when you're playing sort of that 250 uh, type event. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, in Adelaide, like I had no expectations, you know, I, I hadn't played many singles events before that event for a while. And, 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 you know, I was playing at the Australian Open and I played doubles and mix. So Adelaide for me, it was kind of like a free hit almost. Just like, you know what, go out there. I haven't played singles in a while. It'd be nice to 
you know, have some results. But I think the biggest thing for me was that my body um, was fit and healthy and I hadn't really had any injury issues for a while. So I've been able to get a lot of, you know, physical training in and, and also training on the tennis court and play a lot of points and, and drill and be able to do that week in, week out. So then to have Adelaide and to be able to back it up with, you know, every match. And I was actually feeling almost better and better every match. I was like, oh, actually, my body feels good. I can yeah. keep going. And, yep. you know, I kind of feel better. So to just get that confidence. And obviously the wins were great. But the biggest thing for me was that I was able to play, you know, a full week of matches and, and pull up fine. So to then be able to go overseas after that. And I received a wild card into Miami, which was, an incredible experience. So to be able to go overseas playing good tennis and feeling like my body was fit and healthy, um, yeah, that was the biggest thing for me. And I think the results speak for themselves this year. I've been able to play, you know, a lot of tennis week in, week out and go deep no in doubt. weeks, whether it was singles or doubles. So um, that's, yeah, very positive for me. So you won a round in Miami. You go to Charleston, play the 500 from qualities to the second round. I remember watching that match against Petra Kvitova and it was such a tight first set. I mean, there were some chances there, but you're up against a fellow lefty who's a two-time Wimbledon champion. Can you just recall, you know, going toe-to-toe with Petra? Because you were, you were right in that match in that opening set. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I felt like I was really right in that match for the first set in a, in a bit, and then she kind of ran away with it. But, um, you know, in the first set, like you said, I did have a few opportunities, and I think that's the thing about against those top players that once you get one of those opportunities and if you don't take it, they get, um, you know, the door closes pretty fast. So even just to get have those experiences against, you know, Grand Slam champions and to, the more experiences and the more exposure I have to, I guess, that quality of player and playing in close matches, um, I think that's only going to yeah, make me better and, and grow in confidence. And when I do get those moments, opportunities, not having self-doubt and just going after it, um, I think that's the biggest thing. But, yeah, this, this year has been incredible. And, yeah, I've been able to have some good matches against, yeah, top 20, top 50 players. Um, so they're all... Yeah, I guess, you know, I'm just kind of chipping away and, and, you know, I'm sitting at 120 right now ranking, Mm. so I'm definitely eyeing off that top 100. Yeah, 14 uh, tournaments in singles this year. We'll get on to some doubles. Uh, French Open, we heard that little chat you had with Josh on the ground over at Roland Garros. Significant to to qualify for a major outside of the Australian Open. Um, you, you You played Emma Raducanu. I mean, it's still the story that I'm sure blows all the players away. It's still blowing us away who cover the sport that someone can come uh, from uh, qualifying and the ranking that she was to win a major. I mean, it's got to inspire, I imagine, so many. And we know the women's game, Storm, uh, is so open if you can take your chances. Can you just recall playing Emma? And could could you see what she might be destined for when you played that match against her? Yeah, it was quite funny uh, when I played Emma because it was at, I think it was first round of the 100K uh, mm. in Nottingham. We were out on the back back grass courts, you know, there's no spectators. And, and you know, I, I had to qualify for that event and she was a wild card. And I remember seeing the draw and I was like, oh, who is this girl, Emma? Like, I, you know, obviously had never heard of her before and she hadn't really played much because of, I think she was studying and, and whatnot. So kind of spoke to a few girls and no one had really knew who she was. Um but yeah, she she beat me, and you know at the time it's kind of funny because you're like, oh, like you know, does a match I should have won and yep. and whatnot. But you know, she she was a very good player. Like the thing that probably stood out for me was that she was fearless. Mm. You know, she kind of went after it, and from the first point, I remember she double fought like really shaky on the first point of the match. I was like, oh, okay, like she's probably a little bit nervous and whatnot. And then the next point, she you know hits the first serve and then a forehand winner and just slap like just yells and come on. 
I'm like, okay, like she's feisty, you know, she wants this, which, you know, it's awesome to see. And and you can see that in her tennis that she's fearless. She didn't care who was at the other end and, you know, taking second serve returns so early and any type of opportunity she got to change direction or move forward, um, she would take that. So I definitely felt that. I mean, I wouldn't have thought that she was going to qualify and win the US Open. Um, but I obviously can see that in her game. And obviously, even at Wimbledon, she did incredibly well. So, yeah, definitely, it was pretty, pretty amazing story. It's still, you know, quite unbelievable, really. Extraordinary. Yeah, I'm still shaking my head. I mean, I think it's great uh, that, that any stories like this can happen in professional sport. Uh, Storm Sanders, our uh, guest tonight. You mentioned Wimbledon. I mean, you had a great run in the doubles, making the semis with your good friend Caroline Dollahide. And you you were there for, for Ash as well. We, we called it live on the radio and... You know, uh, Storm. You know, Ash coming and giving you a big hug in the box. I think you helped uh, warm her up. You're one of the what only few Australians left on the ground at Wimbledon. Just recall that from just uh, an on-court perspective, making the semis of the doubles and just being there for Ash's uh, big moment. And then you've, of course, gone to play at the Olympics with Ash as well. Yeah, that was a crazy few days actually. Um, I played my double semi-final on Friday, pretty much Friday afternoon um, on court one, and that was just a most, the most incredible experience. Like court one was pretty much full um, of people, and I never played on a court like that full of <laughs> people before. And just you know being at Wimbledon and being in the semi-final, and it was a great match. You know we we definitely had some chances. We had three match points, and we're up five two in the third set, and. I, I've watched it a few times since and you know, my heart still breaks a little bit because it was um, mm. definitely a heartbreaker. But we, we played some really good tennis and it was a really, really good quality match, um, which was really cool. And obviously that night I was pretty disappointed, but um, Ash messaged me and she said that she would love for me, yeah, to be in her box for her final, which, yeah, was really, really special because, you know, tennis players can be quite particular about the things you know, I hadn't really watched any of her matches all week and yep. you know I was like oh it would be cool to go and watch Ash but I don't want to bother her or be you know kind of in the way and yeah she kind of reached out to me and said that she would love me to be there so to be able to sit um sit in her box and and watch her achieve you know a childhood dream that was just yeah that was magical and that was amazing to be able to experience that and and just be there for her and be able to watch watch her and then knowing that we were playing Olympics in a few weeks as well um, together. So that was, yeah, definitely an incredible experience. And I'm, yeah, really glad I got to be there for her to and, watch that. Yeah, no doubt. And we, look, the scenes back here, I mean, there was just... Uh, yeah, just uh, uh, you know, the, sort of the, the tingles up the spine, if you like, to have an Aussie winning uh, Wimbledon. And, yeah, it was, uh, it was incredible to call. So just a, a quick take on the Olympics. I mean, it was... You know, such a strange Olympics in a sense of you know no crowds there. But I imagine the athletes being in the bubble or competing. I mean, you're in that sort of own zone. What was? Can you give me your take on the Olympic experience, which was so different? Yeah, that was definitely something that you know I'd never experienced anything like that before. And I, we got there, I think, quite a few days before, so it was actually really good to be able to kind of soak up the village. Like the village was just giving me goosebumps even thinking about it now. I remember when we first kind of went in there and, you know, there's all the apartment buildings with just flags on them and everyone's walking around in their team uniform and you're just like, wow, this is just absolutely incredible, you know. These are just the best athletes in the world at what they do. And, you know, it was such a shame that we couldn't have crowds because I felt like Tokyo did such a good job with the stadiums looked amazing. Like the tennis venue was 
really cool and the stadium was amazing and the fact that they couldn't have fans was yeah like disappointing because you know that would have been really really awesome but um yeah to be able to play with ash and you know <laughs> walking out for our first match you know there's no crowd or anything but i just felt so nervous i was like wow this is like the olympics and you know i'm representing my country green and gold and i'm with ash who's you know having an amazing year and she's world number one and we're also childhood friends and we both, you know, really want to do well as well. So I definitely felt kind of, I guess, nervous and, and felt the pressure and excitement. But um, it was an incredible experience. And, yeah, we had a bit of a heartbreaker as well, mm. um, losing to the Czech team. But they, yeah, I mean, they won the gold medal and they've won multiple Grand Slams together. So yep. it was definitely a tough competition. But, um, yeah, an amazing experience. Storm, uh, great to chat to you. I think down the track, we'd love to get you in here for an even more extended chat, but a great year in singles. So the next step, yes, it's certainly tough. The level of competition in women's tennis is there, but uh, everyone that knows your game and watches your game knows you've got the capabilities on the verge of the top 100. You've got a great doubles ranking just outside the top 30. You had some terrific success with various doubles partners this year. The Billie Jean King Cup to come, uh, which... Uh, we missed out on last year in that new format. I wish you all the best with that and uh, continued success because uh, I think you're a real breath of fresh air as a tennis player. Uh, obviously, bring great personality as well, and uh, we want to see all the Aussies do well. So I really, really appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And, yeah, I'll definitely uh, next time be in the studio, which will, which will be awesome. Terrific. Storm Sanders joining us on the show here tonight, you can go shopping at Tennis Direct, Australia's favourite online tennis store. Fast delivery, great prices, free delivery on orders over $150. So just go to their website, tennisdirect.com.au right now. Get that uh, nice 10% discount. First serve 10 is the promo code you need to use. Better solar, better batteries, better energy. With B-Solar, you'll never have to pay another expensive electricity bill. Talk with a B-Solar advisor. Visit B.Solar to learn more. GLG Greenlight Group, leaders in property services and open space management. And glgcorp.com, the first serve, your home of tennis. Great to have you with us on the first serve. Great to catch up with Storm Sanders and also John Pierce tonight. Brett Phillips with you. Happy to take your calls. one 736 736 Plenty on the Tennis Direct text tonight. Wow, I thought uh, Storm was younger. Yeah, the years, uh, because there's that batch of Australian uh, women who are sitting between sort of 100 and 200, and Storm is a little bit older uh, than Hon and uh, Cabrera and co., but uh, you still think of her as 22, 23, but the years can tick. But I tell you, everyone goes on a different journey, as we know, in tennis. And some tennis players play their best tennis about now, 27, 28, and some are playing their best tennis beyond 30. So there's no uh, firm timeline that is standard right across the board. When can we play doubles in Melbourne? Well, I made a little call. Uh, you can play doubles uh, right now. So if... Um, you're fully vaccinated and from two different households. You can play doubles. If you're not fully vaccinated, you can only play singles. So uh, get out there and have a hit. Uh, evening, BP. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much. Uh, due to the past 18 months uh, restrictions here and abroad, is our next world circuit top line a male or female 20, 18, 16 or even 14 years of age? Uh, Tim, thank you for that one. Uh, added Epping. Love to look into the crystal ball and give you an, an accurate answer on uh, on that one. Um, you know, look certainly in the junior ranks here in Australia. Um, I think you know. Let, let's be candid. We haven't got a a huge deep uh, field 
at the moment. Uh, we only had young Philip Sekulich uh, travelling this year, playing the uh, the Junior Slam, so we'd love more representation, but there's a lot going on behind the scenes in uh, in that regard. So hard for me to give a, a real uh, definitive uh, answer on that one. Uh, Brett, love the tennis, was wondering if it's true the Hopman Cup is coming back. I've heard uh, before they're going to bring it back. Is it true? Do you know uh, where, which city is the favourite? candidate to get it and are they going to bring back the world tennis challenge that was in adelaide featuring the tennis legends that was so entertaining fun to watch hope they come back would be so awesome if they do come back they were the best uh, thank you very much uh, for that text look the hopman cup is still certainly on the agenda i haven't heard anything of late but i'll make a note and follow that up uh, note at the itf uh, do want to bring it back so i think if we're back to a, um, a proper calendar in uh, in 20 20- 22 and the world is fairly normal and uh, everything stays sort of status quo and Indian Wells goes back to March and it's normal time slot. Uh, there might be an instalment possibly of the Hopman Cup, but I will chase that one up. If you've got any information, uh, let us know. 0433 98 11 16. I was lucky to watch Mertens uh, when she was rising up the ranks at the Australian Open. Uh, we talked to Storm Sanders playing, about playing Elise Mertens in the first round of the French Open. And yeah, she's been a solid top 20 player, been a semi-finalist. At the Australian Open, so that is a, a real level up. But yeah, some uh, some great learnings, uh, no doubt. Uh, thank you, Michael. It was a good chat with Storm. I mean, she did all the talking, and it's about her, and she was terrific. Very articulate. Uh, took us inside her world. That's what we try and do. I think I saw one text come through. I missed the Max Purcell interview last week. If you miss anything live here, just simply go to our website, thefirstserve.com.au. All our shows are archived. Or the best way is to subscribe to the First Serve through your preferred podcast platform and you can listen back to any show we've done this year uh, the year before the year before that everything's there to go back and listen to any shows that you certainly miss i'll give you my take on what is happening with the australian summer of tennis before we slip in a break so we know january 17 to 30 is locked in main draw the wheelchair events and the legends but no juniors and certainly tipped that there'll be a second wheelchair event. I was going to put in a call to Tim Connolly. I don't know if he'll be listening in tonight at at Hume Tennis Centre, where they do play, of course, one of the uh, the key uh, wheelchair events uh, as part of the Australian Summer of Tennis. Uh, the ATP Cup. Now, I mentioned on the show a number of weeks ago that it looked like it was probably going to be scrapped. Well, from what I'm hearing today, they're very keen to get it up and running. And certainly the information I have is that it looks like it might all come out of Sydney and use Ken Rosewell Arena and also Kudos Bank Arena uh, just down the road next to um, the uh, the Olympic Stadium, ANZ, is it still called ANZ Stadium? I'm not sure. But all in that same precinct to be followed by an ATP 250. And then what's been worked out at the moment is what the Melbourne lead-up events are going to look like. Will it just be WTA events, a combination of WTA, ATP so that's the bit that needs a bit of signing off. There is some teething issues to work out about um, the logistics of travelling uh, between uh, Melbourne and Sydney. Uh, the qualifying, definitely remaining uh, overseas, that won't change despite the, uh, the uh, more positive news about uh, entering Australia over the last few days, but they'll uh, leave the qualities abroad. So that's how it sits at the moment. So if you're in Sydney listening tonight, there's a big chance. It's certainly on the board. It hasn't been totally ratified at the moment. They want to try and get the ATP Cup up and have it all out of uh, Sydney potentially. And we know it's going to be a combination. We said that last week of Melbourne and Sydney with the lead-ups. We've just got to wait to see 
the final composition of what those events uh, look like. We'll take a break. We'll come back. I want to talk about Paula Bardosa and Cam Norrie. A couple of fantastic wins at uh, Indian Wells uh, today. And just before the break, I want to tell you about a magnificent giveaway, uh, Clash into Platinum. Wilson Australia uh, giving away one Clash 100 special edition, little croaky tonight, uh, special edition tennis racket framed to the value of $349.95. You can sign up now to be in the running to win this racket. You just need to enter online by providing first name, last name and your email address. Now, all those details are on the homepage of our website, thefirstserve.com.au. Also, at the top of our social channels there, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, you could be a lucky winner. All you've got to do is just write down your name, um, email address, and you'll be in the draw to win a Wilson 100 Clash Special Edition tennis racket to be drawn in a three or four weeks' time. So uh, certainly get on to all that. We'll come back and uh, chat a little bit more Indian Wells and your calls, one 736 736 Better solar, better batteries. Better energy. With B-Solar, you'll never have to pay another expensive electricity bill. Talk with a B-Solar advisor. Visit B.Solar to learn more. GLG Greenlight Group, leaders in property services and open space management. And glgcorp.com, the first serve, your home of tennis. What could be better than dreams of success? How about when those dreams become reality? The excitement of dreams coming true is often beyond the description of words. Paula Badosa is the queen of the California desert. Vika, congratulations. And uh, I remember when I was 14, 15 years old, I was seeing you winning Grand Slams. And I remember saying to my coach, I hope one day I can play like her. <laughs> so for me, uh, it's amazing. Thank you for inspiring me so much. Athletes like you and women like you, um, I wouldn't be here without you. So really, really, thank you. I want to say thank you to my team. Uh, you've been here the, through all these two weeks and we've been working very hard. Uh, my team that's at home as well, my family, I know they're watching. So I want to say thanks um, for helping me every day and getting through the bad moments. And finally, uh, this is a dream come true. Dream come true indeed for Paola Badosa. What a year. 7-6-2-6-7-6. 13 in the world. 41 match wins for the year. Two titles gone from 70 to 13 in the world. We're moving back to the Australian Open. She heavily quarant- uh, criticised the quarantine. She got covid when she went into the 14-day quarantine here, in fact, was isolated for 21 days, only came out a couple of days before her match and lost in about two and a half hours, first round of the Australian Open. What a year she's had, growing in confidence. She's Stremska, Goff, Krachikova, Kerber, Jabir, and Azarenka, she's defeated to win the title. And for uh, Cam Norrie, great story. Um, great story. Scottish father, Welsh mother, born in South Africa, uh, played as a junior in New Zealand because the family moved to New Zealand when he was three, moved to GB when he was 16. He switched allegiance at 17 and he uh, plays under the uh, the Great Britain uh, banner. So uh, great effort by Cam Norrie to uh, to win, defeating Sangram, Bautista Ragut, Tommy Paul, Schwartzman, Dimitrov and today the ball basher, Nikolaj Bajalashvili. He loves to pound that little yellow fluffy ball, but it was more steadier. Uh, less unforced errors from Norrie today that got him the job. All thanks to Melbourne's leading synthetic grass court surface and construction specialist, Asti Tennis Courts. They are trusted by Melbourne tennis clubs and councils. Check out ASTE. 
sydneyinternational.com.au. What about the Sydney International? Unlikely off the text. Kuyon Classic, not ruled out. Uh, still in the picture, possibly. World Tennis Challenge, can't see that happening at the moment. Uh, from Sean on the text, with the issues with COVID hesitancy earlier this year, leading to poor crowds at the AO and the footy, do you foresee there being ticket offers to entice people to come back next year? Tickets were still extremely expensive for the main courts this year, which led to poor crowds and atmosphere on RLA and MCA. And without the influx of tennis tourists, I think Craig Tiley and co need to be creative to bring back the pumping atmosphere we all know and love. Well, TA will be listening to our show, so I'm sure they'll be jotting down some notes. Um, We need to wait for the summer of tennis to be finalised and hopefully tickets will go on sale in the next uh, month or so. But I think that's a, a pretty good text. I mean, we want to see crowds back at absolute full capacity for the Australian Open. Make sure you check out Tennis Marketer, great partners of ours. They're dedicated to helping tennis businesses around the world grow online. Get your website and social media pages professionally set up for you by experts who know their tennis. So check them out this week, uh, tennismarketer.com.au. All the details about the Wilson Racket giveaway are on our website, thefirstserve.com.au, and right across our socials. Indian Wells done and dusted. What a couple of weeks it was in the desert. And there's still more tennis. We'll cover it across all our digital streams. And we'll be back next Monday night. If you missed our show, check out the podcast. And if you're having a hit this week, hit them beautifully out of the middle. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.